Good morning, good morning. How are you? <clears throat> really, how are you? This is Brenda Shoshana returning with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life and what days these are indeed. Thank God for the Zen Wisdom, for clarity, for dewdrops of rain that fall, each one like a little pearl. That's how I see our Zen Wisdom do drops of truth, of hope, of clarity. And by hope, I'm not saying hoping for something in the future, but I'm saying awakeness, alertness, happiness in this dewdrop, in this moment that is falling at our window pane. Some of them are very frightening moments, some of them are very beautiful moments, some of them are wrenching, painful moments, some are very tender moments. Each moment, a dewdrop. That's what it is. And our practice, our Zen practice, which I say over and over in different forms, but the whole basis of Zen practice is re- repetition, repetition. Hearing or doing or seeing, same thing again and again. But each time it goes in more deeply, we see it more fully. We really hear it finally, sometimes after years, and that's okay. That's okay. That's how we are. We need the consistent repetition of just a few simple points until we really can absorb it, integrate it, digest it. I think that within the human being, there's such a defense against life as it is, against reality, against the moment. There's such a tremendous resistance that we need to return to point zero, to basics, to this moment, to washing our cup, to saying hello to a friend again and again, and doing it more and more fully, with less and less pretense or fabrication and really becoming more and more present and a part of our own life, to, to re-enter our own life. That is what this practice is. So anyway, the title for the talk today, I love to make little titles, although maybe I wander a bit from the point But actually, we can never wander from the point. Every point is the point. And that's something that's easy to see when you practice a lot. Every point is the point. There's really nowhere to go. So the title for today is The One Bow. Bow, B-O-W, The One Bow. And um, Suzuki Roshi in his very classic book, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, speaks quite a bit about bowing. And he says, we have to bow. Our true nature wants to bow. Even though our pride or our arrogance doesn't want to, we, our true nature, who we are, wants to bow. And what does that mean exactly? It's so beautiful, really, and so vital and so central to this practice. Because we bow on the cushion and we bow off the cushion. We're bowing all the time. And what does it mean to bow? Some people object to the form of bowing. They don't want to bow to this 
or that. And um, they have their choices, what they will bow to, what they won't bow to. But what does it actually mean to bow when we bow? What we're doing is we are honoring, we're putting our head down. Sometimes we bow on the floor. Sometimes we just bow standing up. It's called gasho, where we, we're putting our palms together. And we're just becoming one. And we're saying, thank you. Or I honor you. Or I see you. Even more deeply, we say, I am you. We're acknowledging. We're putting our own personal ego self down a moment, bowing. We're letting go of having to be so important and to be in opposition to others. We're bowing. It's as if we're saying, let's join. We'll join together. When two people, two Zen students, or to anybody, to anybody, bow together, which happens a lot in the Zendo, we call it gasho, you'll bow to someone, they bow to you. It's really saying, thank you, or I'm with you, or I acknowledge you. I'm just, I'm, a, I'm recognizing the moment between us. That's another way of looking at it. I'm fully awake to it. I'm thanking it. I'm participating in it. You know, it's a beautiful way to take... Some people have asked me, how do we take this practice, which seems so maybe difficult or esoteric or whatever it seems, and it's, by the way, not, not, not. It's just the opposite of that, the very opposite. But people have said, how do you take it off the cushion or out of the zendo? How do you really live it? And actually, that's such a great question because it's all about living it. It's what we practice, so we practice so that when we get up, we are there to live it. So it's not about just keeping these beautiful forms in the zendo or in our practice groups. It's once we get out of them, that's when we really are challenged, maybe, but when it's so important to continue, continue. So you bow to everyone. Now, it may not be possible to to do it. Externally, if you go to the grocery, you're going to start bowing to the to people in the grocery or bow to the person who is checking out your groceries or whatever. You might look a little odd. You don't want to stand out and look peculiar, but you can bow in your mind to them. Before an interaction with anyone, bow in your mind. They will get it. They will feel it. Or after an interaction, bow to them. In your mind, put your palms together. Thank you. Take that moment. Take that moment. Put your palms together and make them first. Bow to them. Fulfill the moment. The moment is fulfilled when we do a true bow or a true gasho because we're taking a moment to absorb it, to really feel who's there, what just transpired. And we're saying a very deep thank you. Acknowledge you. I honor you. If they don't see it and we do it in our mind, it doesn't matter because, as I said, they feel it. It's such an interesting thing, you know. In the middle of a fight with someone, just stop and in your mind start to bow to them. The fight will end, I promise. 
there'll be nobody there to fight with. It'll be as if a beautiful spring breeze just came and blew through the room. Try it. It's very easy to try it. (laughs) It may not be so easy for some of us to sit down on the cushion and not move and just bow to every breath, basically, is what we're doing, even though we don't bow, even though we're sitting up straight. It's that same attitude. But it is easy to do it off the cushion to every single person. Bow to the, to, the, to the bird that flew by. Bow to the spring that looks like it's coming. I'm seeing spring buds all around, and I'm thinking, wow, wow. In the midst of this so-called lockdown, spring can't be locked down. The buds aren't being locked down. They're blooming right in front of my eyes. And so I bow to that. I thank that the great secret mysterious force that makes these flowers bloom. You know, we look at these trees and we look at the branches or the twigs, they look very dead. They look like there's nothing there, but there is not nothing there because all of a sudden they bloom at the right moment, at exactly the right moment. And that's the same for our lives and the same for the world. It must bloom, (laughs) no matter how bleak, And no matter how bare it might look, pop up pops a flower. Just knowing when we sit in Zazen and we don't move, we're like a bare branch. We look like we're dead. We're not doing anything. We're just sitting. We're not moving. Maybe we look like rigor mortis set in. One of my grandchildren said, Nana, she she popped in when I was sitting. She said, you're not moving. You look like rigor mortis set in. It was so cute. I had such a good laugh. It was a wonderful comment. Great comment. Because sometimes that's how the trees look and that's how life looks and that's how our relationships look. Like rigor mortis set in, like death is coming, like the end of all blooming and the end of all joy or life. But boom, out of a dead branch, boom, out comes the bloom and the flower. And Of course, when we sit still, it's not rigor mortis. We're gathering our energies, just like the trees and the branches, where we're pulling our scattered energies together. We're harnessing them so that they can bloom. And they do. They must. They will. (laughs) That is the actual Dharma. It's the law of nature, the law of life, the law of the divine energies. It happens. It just has to happen. So when we sit quietly, we see what has to happen, and we have nothing to do with it. Our only job is to to do the gasho when we get up, to sit, and then when we get up, to to bow, to say thank you, to be present, to receive what life is giving us. And... So, you know, I want to tell you, the time goes so quickly, doesn't it? I want to tell you, though, a wonderful story, a true story. And I think this is very much connected to the one bow because it can only take one bow. And actually, every bow is the same bow. It's one bow. And as we keep doing it, we see that every person who comes in front of us is the same, in a way, the same person. They're different forms, different shapes, but all of us wanting that deep connection, that deep oneness, that deep union, which we receive when we really are able to bow to the other. I'm, I am you. I'm one with you. I'm here with you. So beautiful. 
So I want to tell a little story that you might enjoy, and it's a true story, and it really exemplifies this, and I was thinking of it a lot the other day, and many years, many, many years ago, really many, when I just started sitting, I um been sitting just for a few years, three, four years, something like that, and I, I was teaching at um a college in, in, out on Long Island for the adults, continuing education class. And it was called On Self-Change. Those days were the old days. It was a pretty unusual kind of class to teach. The philosophy of self-change, that's what it was. And there were a lot of policemen, believe it or not, in the class. They were, um, and many of them worked at the Port Authority. But it was really basically a class on Zen. I was sharing what I'd learned at the Zendo and combining it with some psychology because I was a psychologist at that time. So anyway, there were these really tough policemen, and they and one of them said, oh, yeah, you think this is so well. I'll take you to the Port Authority some night with all the people we have to arrest, all the trouble there. I'll take you to Times Square. You'll see if this really works. It was funny. So I took them. I said, okay, I'll go with you to the Port Authority, and but first you come with me to the Zendo. So I brought them to the Zendo, and they had to leave their stuff at the door, which was a little nerve-wracking for them. But then they sat, and one, they sat through the whole night there, and that was at the New York end of the Zen Studies Society. And the sittings then in those days were very, rig- very rigorous and long, longer than very samurai, rinzai Zen. And um, I loved it, but I was a little bit used to it then, but they really weren't. But they were big, tough policemen, and they sat through the Thursday night introduction, beginner's night, but the sittings were long and tough, and one policeman said afterwards, boy, I'd rather get beaten up than come back here again and get to sit still like that. He'd rather get beaten up. It was hard for him to sit still and to be with himself in that way. But he was very, very, very intrigued anyway by the practice, by the teachings. He was intrigued. He said, I can't come back right now and sit on the cushion. What else can I do? So I told him about bowing. I said, just bow in your mind to everyone and everything that comes to you during the day. He liked it. Somehow he really liked that. So he said, okay, I could do that. I said, good. So he began doing that in his mind, bowing to whatever came. And then he came to class the following week or a few weeks, it was a couple of weeks later, I think, and he was, he had to speak. And he's speaking now to all of you. He was overwhelmed. I said, what happened? He said, oh my. I said, what happened? He said, well, I got, I got, kind of liked doing this bowing in my mind. It calmed me down. I felt better. And then one night I was at the Port Authority and I had to arrest some guy there. Before I arrested him, I bowed to him in my mind. I bowed to him. And he looked up then and he saw the person that he had to arrest in a completely different way. He said, oh my God. He said, oh my God, I saw who he really was. I never saw that before. I never knew what I was doing before. I felt so much concern for him. And I spoke to him so differently, so softly. And the guy began to cry. I mean, the guy who he was, who he was arresting began to cry. He felt it. He, and the policeman said, what a moment. My life isn't the same. 
Wow, uh, that was so beautiful. I'm so happy to be sharing that story now. This particular policeman actually went on and he got a master's degree in Tibetan Buddhism, oddly enough. He left eventually his work. He was close to retirement anyway, but he did leave and he just went forward and pursued these studies, which was so interesting to me. But the beauty of that encounter that he had with the man he was going to arrest. He saw him differently. He responded to him differently. And the criminal, so-called, the man who was going to be arrested, felt the love, the concern. He felt the reaction to him, and it altered him as well. Began to cry. (sighs) I'm glad I'm sharing this. That is the power of bowing, the one bow. No distinction who you're bowing to, a so-called person you might have to arrest, doesn't matter. Just bow. Acknowledge. I honor the beauty within you. I honor the humanity within you. See it. Feel it. Be it. The oneness that we're all going through, the same thing together now. It's like, in a way, reminds me again of that story. All of us, isolated by ourselves, experiencing whatever we're going through. And of course, all together in a deeper way at the very same time. So I thank you for listening. It's about time to pause for today. Um, And I thank you for your emails. You can always reach me at topspeaker at yahoo.com. And the website for this is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. I will be giving a Zen talk um, tomorrow night online for the Inasvada Zen group, where I usually go in person, but it will be done on Zoom. So if you want to come and join us, come on. Just write to me and I'll send you the link. Um, This is the Zen group run by uh, Kennedy Roshi, Father Kennedy Roshi, a beautiful community in Long Island, Westchester, everywhere. He has groups everywhere. And um, thank you so much for listening. And have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. And try the practice. Let me know how it it goes. Bye-bye.